Happy holidays, everybody. It is now the 22nd, and we're three days away from Christmas. I hope you all stay safe and enjoy this, your family time this season. Thank you for tuning in to CP Sports per usual. I'm your host, Chris. And it's Mike over here. And since it's the holidays, we want to stay on a positive note. So let's get the bat out of the way. <laughs> Mike, I know you didn't want to talk about it, but that's what we're here for. Wow. Sunday, uh, Josh Allen was the conductor as he sat and watched the rest of his crew orchestrate a huge victory over the Cowboys. Allen still passed for 94 yards with a passing touchdown along with one rushing TD. But James Cook was the standout in this one with 179 yards rushing, 70 or 42, excuse me, receiving, and a pair of touchdowns with one coming from that touchdown pass from Josh Allen. They couldn't stop him, man. They couldn't stop him. I don't... Look, okay, I didn't want to talk about it, but I guess we could talk about it. That boy was cooking. We, we, we could talk about it just a little bit. So, so... They got blown out by the Buffalo Bills. They were on a fire. They were on fire, hot streak, you know. But, you know, they was doused by not only the rain in Buffalo, but the Bills themselves as they got blown out by a score of, like, I don't even know. No one, no one cared. So, you know, the, the Cowboys looked to bounce back from a drenching loss to the Bills last Sunday and what I hope was a continuation of the hot streak uh, against Miami. So we're going to face another tough tough test this week against the Dolphins uh, where them themselves are on a mission to uh, prove the narrative wrong because they haven't beaten any good teams this season. Yeah, they haven't beaten anybody, I believe, that's over 500 this season. Yeah, they've lost to the Eagles. They've lost to the Chiefs. Um, I forget who else they lost to, but, you know, they haven't beaten anybody. Oh, they lost to the Bills. So, uh, and they lost to the Titans. So, you know, who loses the Titans? But uh, are you confident coming into this game, especially with the way they played on Sunday, I mean, the Bills they are rushed for 266 yards and held the ball for like 10 minutes longer than Dallas. Yeah. So, and, obviously, you know, the weather should be a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that was the reason they lost, but, man, it's it's like, you know, December. It is part of their statistics, so. December, January come around, you know, that weather's supposed to get like that. You know, it didn't even look like Dallas was ready for it. But I yeah, feel like. Did you know that the Bills had like 28 touchdowns at, or not first touchdowns first downs excuse me and the cowboys only had like 14 yeah it's, that night. it was bad it, it was terrible i feel like you know they're gonna bounce back you know they played in philly in the same conditions and i just i don't know why they didn't play the same way it's just i don't know they, they might have had you know they're on their high horse too much they were on that hot streak and that old line for the bills was just clicking man that, yeah, and, that's and, that's what it was and their d-line yeah. our, our old line couldn't do nothing that got that got sacked like so many times um of, of course, I, I want them to bounce back and beat Miami. It looks like it's a, it's going to be a better condition, a better, um, you know, uh, situation. Okay. I really thought, though, in this one that uh, Dak was going to do a little better with their pass rusher. Like their, I think they have two of their biggest pass rushers were out in this game. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. Moving on to Dolphins, though, <laughs> they are... Um, They've been defensively sound for the past couple times, but they haven't played anyone really that well in, on on the uh, offensive end. Their their defense. They're gonna have Tyreek. Their defense have scored uh, three touchdowns in the last four games. Their Miami defense uh, about four to five sacks per game as well. They've been pretty good on a roll, but like I said, they were beating up on bad teams. So we'll just see. 
who's going to be the one that wins against, you know, the Dallas or Miami? They're both people that, oh, they can't beat nobody good. Uh, we'll see if it's either it's Miami or Cowboys. Tyreek comes back. Of course, it's going to be a problem, but I think he's going to get his no matter what if he does play. So I think Cowboys need to just neutralize the rest of the team uh, and not really focus on Tyreek that much because then that'll open up everyone else like Waddle, Acne, uh, Akane, and uh, Monsard and just about everyone on offense because they have a bunch of explosive players and it's it's going to be hard to contain all of them. So might as well just contain um, everyone but Tyreek. Well, at least the Cowboys clinched, right? That is correct. So I feel like, you know, yeah, you lose, but it's okay. They're in the playoffs. Yeah, it's all right. That, that, that's when it's going to matter the most anyway. Yeah, I get you. Speaking of playoffs, that game last night has some playoff implications itself. Finally, Thursday night had a good game that, you know, where two game two teams are actually, you know, trying to play well, and they have something on the line. So, you know, they brought it. They want to be there to win the Rams and the Saints. Now, the Saints are in the trashiest division of all time in um, 2023-24 <laughs> season. So, you know, they could probably get in with a losing record. Uh, but it looks like, you know, they, they obviously didn't do that yesterday as the Rams did hold them off and they did get uh, the win against them. Even though it looked like the Saints were coming back at the end where they were down 7-30 to 20, seven to 30 or something like that. And they came back and the final score was 22-30. I feel like, you know, Saints, they don't have that consistent quarterback play from Carr to make a deep playoff run anyway. So it'd probably be a waste of spot if they made the playoffs anyway. I'm, I'm rooting for Baker, Mayfield, and the Bucks right now to, to win that division. They look like they can make more noise. They have a better defense. And, uh, you know, their offense looks like more consistent. But the Rams, let me tell you about the Rams. <laughs> they look like a team that no one wants to play right now. They're, they're, they're on a hot streak right now. They won five of the last six. Yeah. The only the only team they lost to was overtime loss against the Ravens, which you know, fine. You know that's fine. Take it. And they're eight and six. They look like they they're going to control their destiny to go into the playoffs. Matt Stafford's playing way better than he's he's healthy. Uh, Puka's getting you know even better. Coop's healthy yeah, again. Uh, Kyron Williams running back looks like he's got a hundred yards in the past three games. Aaron Donald's healthy in defense. You know it's. It's looking good. They've only really they won the is. Super Bowl like two years ago, mm-hmm. so like they know what they're doing. They have good coaching. They have good players. They know what you know. They know what to do. So, I feel like you know, don't play these guys. They they're probably the one team I would want to avoid if if you play them in the playoffs. They know what they're doing. So yeah, that, that's a little quick quick note on that. Well, all right. Since uh, you know, the Cowboys need to bounce back. We'll talk about uh, someone who did bounce back. Um, the Houston Texans bounced back after their horrendous loss to the Jets. Uh, going in without C.J. Stroud, both top receivers, right tackle George Fant, and a pair of defensive starters, including Will Anderson Jr., things really didn't look good. Texans went into Nissan Stadium, home of division rival Tennessee Titans, to put up another tight performance. With only two defensive touchdowns or offensive touchdowns, excuse me, on the day, and a field goal frenzy came down to overtime where the Texans kicker Kaimi Fairbairn kicked the game winning 54 yard field goal to topple the former Houston Oilers, who had the nerve, the nerve of these guys, to wear the throwback Oilers jer- jersey against Houston. But Texans got the last laugh. Houston knocks. 
the Titans out of playoff contention, 19 to 16. Quite, quite the performance without Stroud. They found a way to win, but um, you know, next week they will find the will play against the Browns, and you know they're finding their way to win too. Oh, I know. And I think it's just going to be the battle of attrition on that game, where you have Case Keenum versus Joe Flacco. What is it, 2014 again? <laughs> so we'll see what happens. And against them, Browns still have that stout defense, but you know. Um, They've been winning with just defense and field goals pretty much most of the time. Uh, That's all the Texans' last game Looks was. like the Texans are doing the same recipe. <laughs> it's going to be a good matchup. Of course, you know, it's a must-win for the Texans to remain in playoff contention. Uh, Browns are 9-5, and five, so right now they're looking okay even with the loss. But right now, Jags and Colts, they're still in the, in the mix with in that division. Yeah. It's looking good for, you know, all those teams. It's really tight for the for the playoffs. Well, the last run for the playoffs this season. Yeah, I mean, I just hope Stroud comes back to see, if, you know, maybe he can uh, will their way to to the playoff rounds. And I mean, if he's not healthy enough, I feel like he shouldn't come back. You know, he's a rookie; just let him rest in. Yeah. But, but if you know, if he's good to go, let him come in. He's still young, right? Yeah. Uh, last time I heard, he's he might not play. And it might be Keenum again. So, yeah, that's what we're most likely going to see. Stroud was still having um, some some effects from the concussion on Thursday. Yeah. So, yeah, it's mean, looking like they're going to stay, stay with Keenum. But Keenum wasn't too bad. He still passed for 229 yards and a touchdown to Noah Brown. Uh, he had one interception. I think... Devin Singletary though is the one that you need to talk about in this in this aspect who had uh another standout game with 121 yards while Houston was able to hold Derrick Henry to 16 carries, 9 rushing yards and four receptions for a yard. And they did it like what didn't they do like a a murder on on Will Levis? Or? Oh. <laughs> you know the, the the funny thing is like you you look at this and you think Derrick Henry is at least going to have a touchdown, right? The only rushing touchdown that came from a Titan in this game was from Will Levis. But, yeah, he ended up getting pretty pretty messed up. I, I don't know uh, what's going on with him, if he's still hurt, but that hit looked brutal because they, they kind of, like, landed on the back of his leg and he kind of got folded up. So Poor guy. But uh, speaking of, you know, people getting hurt, I mean – the Texans have 12 people on IR right now and 11 people questionable. So they've been just barely skating by with most of their games because of this. And yeah. the most notable are like Laramie Tunsil. He's expected to come back, though, on uh, Sunday. CJ Stroud, which is still questionable, obviously. Noah Brown, John Mitchie, the third. Will Anderson Jr. is questionable. Uh, you know, Tank went out and he went on IR. Titus Howard on IR. Crazy. It's just it. It's a crap show. They'd be limping their way in the playoffs. So hopefully, once uh, if they can get to these playoffs, we'll see. You know, more of these guys come back and and actually make a good run in the playoffs. But yeah. as always, we'll see what happens. Uh, noon, uh, Central Time will be when the Texans and the Browns kick off. And uh, the Cowboys was uh, three thirty central. Yeah, I think it's three thirty. I think it's on what 
It's Sunday or Saturday? Sunday. I don't even know. Dude. Yeah, it's on Sunday. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm in the playoffs on fantasy right now. I'm just <laughs> focused on that right now. Just, it's going. Hey, hey. Since, since we're on the Texas tip, though, uh, San Antonio's Jesse Bam Rodriguez at just 23 years old is already has the quite the resume, which he added to this past weekend with that arguably probably his best performance yet. It was amazing. Um, so he did fight against Sonny Edwards, another uh, elite boxer in the weight class. They were both undefeated. Um, you, you already knew if you know if you knew these guys, it was going to be mm-hmm. electric, which it was from start to finish. Um, it was the speed, agility, timing of, of, of just total masterclass from both of these fighters. From what it looked like, Sonny Edwards did have the speed advantage at first, but then Jesse just started landing more shots moving forward. His, his jab was just so crisp yeah, and lightning fast. I was about fast. to say that. Also, his jab <laughs> was very uh, hurtful as Sonny had a... He already had a mouse on the top of his left eye mm-hmm. uh, early throughout the fight. He did not give up. Sonny was, man, Sonny was a hard fight. They were just going at it for, for every round. Just boom, 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 boom. Like, it was like, like you know how you watch like Dragon Ball Z fighters? <laughs> and it's like, choo-choo, choo-choo. It's like, it was like that. <laughs> Jesse just kept hitting him with the jab, like, but yeah. then like, but then Sonny was able to land a couple hooks sometimes, uh, counter some of them, but mm. Jesse, Jesse was just getting more of the of the uh, points when they yeah, were ever exchanged with his uh, stiff jabs and his powerful combos, and the punishing body shots that Rodriguez was landing was, he's he's like one of the most entertaining fighters in the game on his path to becoming one of the next great boxers of this sport. I feel like, yeah, like you know. If you were probably, you know, in attendance in that fight, it, it was probably, like, the best performance that we've ever seen. You know, he's super special. Like, when you look at him, everything that he does is just, uh, you know, it's, what do you call that, generational. Mm-hmm. Um, Sonny's not a bad boxer at all. He's elite as well. But Bam is just on the other level. And now it's when you see that he won, like, what is what's next? So everyone's thinking that, you know, he's going to fight Estrada. For the 150 pound champ from yeah, Mexico. Yeah, I was seeing that. It was a uh, promoter, Eddie Hearn, right? Yeah, and yeah. now maybe, like, maybe is does he want to fight anyway? So I don't know, like, what's going to happen? Uh, they have the weight classes that are I close would love to, each to other. see him take on uh, Estrada, though, because, I mean, you think about it, Estrada and uh, who, who was it? Uh, who else? Um, Roman Gonzalez pretty much paved the way for, you know, the fighters in that weight class and they they ended up getting them raises and stuff so that would be a nice little full circle moment to see them go at it yeah he's must see, must see tv uh, especially like he's bringing you know more eyes to that weight division now that anyway left it and now um he has like he has the the keys to the car basically mm-hmm. you know he can do what he wants he's the champ he just proved that he's a dominant performance against a high level elite boxer that was undefeated as well Mm-hmm. And you know the sky's the limit for this guy. This guy, he's just getting better. He's only twenty three, like Chris said, and it's like, wow, this yeah. guy's man. What what is he gonna do next? He's gonna be I, he's gonna be a generational talent. That's for sure. Uh, but we can't forget that we have another couple great fights uh, coming up this weekend as well. No, we can forget those. <laughs> no, I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm just Joshua and Wallen and uh, Deontay Wilder and Parker, right? Uh, yep. So they're gonna fight in the Saudi. Where uh, 
Fury and Nagano fight. Uh, and basically, Riyadh. I can't say that word. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we, Riyadh. Uh, so, you know, it's it's a obviously big fight, these two fights, especially if they're on the same card as well. Oh, so, I know. That's crazy. So it's like, you know, they want these, they, they want to prove that they're better. So, you know, they're going to be like, no, nah, don't watch him fight. Watch my fight, you know. So what's going to happen is if Wilder wins and Joshua Taylor wins, they're going to fight each other um, after this. And if they're not hurt, if they're not having no injuries from this fight, you know, they're good. They're, they're going to make it as early as, as March, I, I believe. Yeah, I saw that. It, it is going to be March. They haven't come up with the the actual day just yet, but it's going to be in March. Yeah, so it's going to be like a heavyweight um, heavyweight showdown. The whole card is basically just heavyweights fighting each mm-hmm. other. Uh, I think there's about six matches that are heavyweights. Uh, cruiserweight fight and a light heavyweight fight as um, Bevo is actually going to fight. Against, oh, yeah. against Lyndon Arthur. Um, I'm pretty sure Canelo's mad about that, but who cares? Because <laughs> Dimitri doesn't want to fight you again, Canelo. Get that through your head. You're always done. So, <laughs> B-Ball doesn't want to fight you, Canelo. Get it through your head. He does not want to fight you. Um, so move on and fight Benavides like everybody else wants to see you do that. Um, so, yeah, there's going to be a couple good, uh, besides the, you know, Wilder and Joshua, you got to see Dimitri fight, of course. This guy is another level. He's fighting a light heavyweight. And um, the guy that lost to, what's his name? The guy from Ukraine. I forgot his name. Which one? The guy from Ukraine. There's, there's a couple dudes. The one that fought. The one that fought. Uh, that's gonna fight Fury next. I forgot. Alexander Usyk. Yeah. So, uh, Daniel Dubois. <laughs> he's fighting the guy that lost to Usyk. He's fighting again against Gerald Miller in controversy. You know, people think that Dubois beat uh, Usyk, but you know. Yeah. Moving on. So. Adding to the boxing beat, though, uh, Jake Paul is set to partner with USA Boxing ahead of uh, Paris's Summer Olympics. Paul will be going into the Olympic Training Center in Colorado to essentially cover the national boxing team and what they'll be doing on his social media channels. This is in hopes of building awareness and growing the team's popularity, including the popularity of amateur boxing. Paul will also advise the athletes on how they can grow their brands. What do you think about that? Great move by Jake Paul. He's really, he knows how to market. Mm-hmm. He knows how to get yeah, eyes on the does. prize. He knows how to do all this. I think it's a win-win for whatever people go with him and associate themselves with, affiliations and all that. Uh, you can't go wrong. Like, if it, it's not going to flop because, you know, for some reason, people want to see him fight, whether lose or win. But he's just a draw. It's basic. Yeah. It's basic. It's fact. A lot he's of people don't like him, but I, I don't see how you can't like him. I mean, he's he is a, a co-founder of you know the most valuable promotions, and they're they've been teaming up with uh, other places. Like I, I believe they recently teamed with WBO in April uh, for a program to renovate youth boxing gyms across the U.S. And he's also al- already you know renovated many other gyms right. like in right. Puerto Rico and you name it. It's he's been he's been doing great things with, with his whole boxing bullies uh-huh. campaign and all that the whole nonprofit he has. So I, I don't see how you could dislike the guy, but I mean I, I I'll give it to you just not knowing this about him. I kinda disliked him because he just seemed like kind of that arrogant, yeah. you know, but 
you got to see that he's still, you know, giving back, and that's the best way to do it, especially when you're you're a big name and you you can you know make some change. Yeah, I mean, every he's always making moves, making mm-hmm. moves. So, <laughs> Make a million dollar um, actually, move. Actually, yesterday he did announce that he's going to be uh, back already for his uh, for his next fight. Oh yeah, uh, March second. March second, yeah. Scheduled a card in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Yeah, he'll be co-main eventing with uh, Amanda Serrano, who is, has her IBF mandatory challenger uh, Ni- Nina McKinney, I believe is how you say her name. I would say it's Mikey. Mikey, but gotcha. Yeah, I. It's good. I mean, I, I love Serrano and, and everything that Jake Paul's been doing for Serrano, promoting promoting her, telling, telling yeah. everyone telling the importance of women's boxing, just showing that support for her. And now now he's, uh, you know, setting up a main card for her to be the headline and he's going to take a backseat on this one and be a co-headline. You know, just it speaks levels on, on his character right there. And, you know, I appreciate the fact that he's doing this for her. And everything else looks like, you know, he's back in it. And everyone wants to watch it. Like, everyone's going to come in and tune in. Who, but, but I want to know who's going to fight. Yeah, he, he's always doing some great things to, you know, bring more awareness to boxing. and Just anything to help. And even like his uh, co-founder of uh, Most Valuable Promotion said, she said, quote, Jake's dedication to helping young boxer, boxing prospects with their brand building acumen, global audience, and championship mindset make him the perfect choice for the role. And that's when she was talking about, you know, the the whole Summer Olympics. So she said he will serve as an invaluable asset to amplify USA boxing as we approach the 2024 Summer Olympics. And she's not wrong. I, I mean, he has a huge platform. He knows how to market. He knows all this stuff, and it's it's great that he's going to give it to younger boxers, all that knowledge. It's going to be great. I, I do look forward to seeing what they're, you know, they're going to come, and you know, no one knows who's going to fight next. So Yeah, so we'll, we'll stay tuned for that. Yeah, see what's going on. Uh, speaking of Paul, his brother, the WWE United States champion, Logan Paul, is still awaiting a viable challenger, which will be determined via the U.S championship tournament santos escobar defeated dragon lee to advance bobby lashley beat carrion cross now lashley and escobar will face off in the semifinals on friday night smackdown also him carmelo hayes advances going over on grayson waller and is going on to face kevin owens who put away former u.s champ austin theory I feel like whatever's gonna happen. I mean, they just need to get him back on the on the on the air already. Like that U.S. title, everyone forgot about it already. Man, <laughs> what are you doing, Paul? He did. He did say he was gonna spend more time with WWE, but it doesn't seem like he has. So, I mean, I'm sure he's got a lot of stuff going on. You know, he's an entrepreneur, just like his brother. You know, South, been, you know, South Park made fun of him recently on no, the latest episode. They called Logan Ladouche on um, <laughs> South Park. Yeah. They made fun of him because of his prime drink. Well, they made fun of him. They call it cred on there. And he's all like, he's all, it's the coolest sports drink in the world. He's so, <laughs> all, cred is 100% sugar-free. It has more electrolytes than you can ride your bike. And it has more, <laughs> more vitamin A than your body can possibly ever use. But yeah, dude, they're just... <laughs> than your body can possibly And then use. he's all like, he's all, drink cred or you're a POS. Like... <laughs> like <laughs> 
It's funny, That's dude. That's crazy. He, he did react to it. He reacted to it, and Logan Paul was saying thanks for the cred at, at, uh, at South Park. But yeah, it well, was, I'm sure he enjoyed some South Park in his day too. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, if you get made fun of by South Park, you know you made you it. made it. it definitely <laughs> made it. You know, speaking of uh, champions, uh, former 14-time champ Charlotte Flair is set to be on the shelf for the next nine months. This comes after her match with Asuka two weeks ago. The injury happened off air as both women slipped off the top rope. Uh, the, the back of Charlotte's knee like awkwardly hit the top rope. She got a little hung up and twisted a little as she fell to the mat, resulting in a torn ACL, MCL, and meniscus. It happened shortly after she re-signed with the company in what's said to be the highest paid women's deal in WWE history. I didn't even know that part. She got signed again? Yeah, she just recently re-signed. Crazy. So she's staying on the shelf. Can, can she just always be on the shelf? I don't, no one I, wants to see Charlotte, you know. Like, <laughs> I mean, I love Charlotte. Charlotte Charlotte's awesome. I, I I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> you wrong. No, I mean, it she's, sucks. It she's sucks still that, dope. It sucks it's happened. You know, the superstars getting, you know, hurt like that. Mm. Uh, you know, all these feuds that are we gotta wait for now, you know, maybe Jade versus Charlotte, that, you know, you can't do that now. Yeah, uh, that's true. I didn't now, even you know, think of that. Rumble's coming up, now you can't have her in the triple threat like she's always in. So it's like, <laughs> you know, I wish her a speedy recovery. It does sound like, you know, she had a, that was a pretty bad injury. You know, all those types of, of uh, tears. So, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. It really is, but, you know, I really don't, I'm not really concerned about it that much. Yeah, she'll be back. People won't forget her, I'm sure. Uh, she'll get a huge pop when she gets back, I'm sure, as well. But uh, since we're talking about champions, there were a couple titles on the line uh, this past weekend at UFC 296. Yeah, so I did uh, have the privilege to watch these. Um, I, I, I paid, I swear. And <laughs> when I was watching um, Alex Pandoja versus uh the other guy roy val it was a good fight you know the champion just showed that he was more experienced mm-hmm. and took him down when he could when he can actually controlled him on the mat outstruck him when he can on the cage it was just a good performance by the champ and moving on to the welterweight championship between you know colbyton and um i said colbyton yeah you did say you, yeah. you combined his first yeah. and last name colbyton Kobe Covington and Leon Edwards, um, <laughs> dude. I, I don't know, dude. It was just. Don't tell me you're gonna be like him. All his losses are always. It was the refs. It was nah. the the judges. Dude, Kobe didn't was even. Kobe didn't even look like he was wanted to fight. Like the first and second round, he didn't do anything. He just got kicked by Leon the whole time. Barely made. Fu- Barely made any uh, strikes or anything. Dang, like, it's a storyline. It was just terrible performance. Third round came, he kind of started doing stuff, but barely. Like, he stuck to the script. Fourth and fifth round, he started like actually taking down, trying to grapple with Leon, trying to do something with Leon. He took him down, but it, like, it wasn't enough. Leon actually took him down, too, just to prove that he could do it, I guess, because there was no reason for him to do it. And Kovitin... 
he just didn't look like the Covington that we see. Like the pressure, the the constant takedowns, just always in your face. He didn't do that against Leon. Even the announcers were a little perplexed about it. Like, what's going on with this guy? Is yeah, this one ended up with the decision as well, too. Right? Boring decision. It was boring. I want my money back. Yeah, those those um, I was looking at the card. There was three decisions. One, well, the main card. I'm not talking about the rest of that stuff. <laughs> no one is. <laughs> but in the main card, there was three decisions, one submission, and one uh, technical knockout. Yeah, Shavgat, he beat Stephen Thompson pretty good. He's choked him out in the second round. I feel like he's going to be the next contender. Eventually, he is 18-0. Guess what? With 18 finishes, he finishes every fight he's in. Uh, this guy looks like he's going to be dangerous if Leon ever gets in the ring with him. But right now, they're going to say Bilal Muhammad is going to fight Leon next. What do you Le think's next for Covington? I think he needs to retire or, or uh, you know, if he's going to come back, you know, take it serious. Like, it doesn't look like he needs the money anymore. You know, I, I yeah, he's I a draw. You. He's a draw. He's good like that. But the way he fought today or that, that day, it's just... Yesterday, I even saw a headline. You know what he said? What did he say? He said he broke his foot in the first 30 seconds of the fight. And that's why he fought like that. Haven't I heard that excuse but I'm just from like, someone I'm somewhere. just like, what? And then like yeah. the post-fight interview, he was all, this was the easiest fight ever. I, I, like, I don't got a scratch on, on me. He didn't say nothing about a broken foot. But now he wants to say it like later on. <laughs> I mean, I love Covington, man. Uh, I love him. But man, he just... He's he's losing me right now, man. Like if that's gonna, too bad. If he's gonna come back, you know he's gonna come back for money fights. I don't think he should be fighting for the title anymore. He already lost three times in a row on the title fights. Just come back for a money fight, if anything. Uh, Shaq, you know Shaq Rack. He looks like he's gonna be the next contender. Bilal Muhammad, Gilbert Burns. Mm. They 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 want Leon next, and we'll see what happens. I mean, well, Le Leon's the... boring though, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> on the note of Covington, uh, speaking of someone else who has had their run-ins with the law. Uh, ja Morant is back after a 25-game suspension and puts on a tremendous performance. Morant shot 50% from the floor, hitting 34 points, 8 assists, 6 rebounds, 2 steals, and a block. Banking the game winner, Morant didn't miss a beat, being, I think it was gone for like 235 days from an NBA game. His performance can be summed up in three simple words, and it's just how Ja put it. Quote, I'm a dog. Oh, my God. He's back. Morant's back. Hey, he put the he put the NBA on notice, especially after the, after that. He went on to beat the Pacers after that in a 103-116 victory, where it just looks like Morant being with the Grizzlies makes them complete and actually yeah. a contender rather than they just been losing all the time. He dropped 20 in that, 8 assist with five rebounds and he did it in well, just about 35 minutes yeah i think it's pretty good it, it was great um he, he's looking good uh i know after that game he had said a quote i put the work in day in day out i've been putting work in i haven't played a game in eight months i had a lot of time to learn myself i had a lot of hard days where i went through it but you know, basketball is my life. It's therapeutic for me. I'm just excited to be back, end quote. Hey. So hopefully that sums up uh, how he felt. He reflected on everything, and he's just like, I'm just glad to be back, and I'm not going anywhere anymore. Hey, hey, they, they, they got to pat him down, though. 
<laughs> before, before the game, they <laughs> pat him down. <laughs> After the game, they got to pat him down. You know, I know he got that firepower on the court, but, you know, we got to make sure it's the right firepower that's allowed <laughs> on the court. You know what I mean? But yeah, but yeah, I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's back. But come on, pat yeah, down. he's he's putting on great performances. It's it's amazing to see. It's it's beautiful. And as we uh, move to 2024, the change from Impact Wrestling back to TNA Wrestling is imminent, as they are set to revert to the original name at Hard to Kill January 13th. Um, along with the hype surrounding the resurrection of the TNA brand. TNA President Scott Demore took to Busted Open Radio to announce that they're almost at the end stage of finalizing one of the biggest signings in TNA, going on to say, quote, I think it's something that's really going to shake things up. I think some of what we have in store at Hard to Kill is going to blow your socks off, end quote. Later, the TNA X page would hype it up uh, saying, quote, Worlds will collide on January 13th at hashtag hard to kill, end quote. It's being said that the company set aside a budget for a major free agent signing. Who do you think that signing could be? It's Randy Orton. <laughs> I, I feel like it's Dolph Ziggler, if anything. It might be Dolph Ziggler. I don't know. Yeah, I was, was kind of looking through everybody that's on their non. They're like finishing their non compete clause. Either there's Mustafa Ali, there's Matt Riddle, there's Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Dolph is probably the, the best option you would go with, but um, I kind of have a feeling it's a. Uh, Mercedes Monet. Oh. Monet. Your girl, Sacha Banks. Wait, is uh, is the is Trinity Trinity what her name is? Yeah, she's she, Trin. Yeah, she's there. She's the champ. Well, oh. I don't know if she's still the champ. I haven't been able to watch so, but last time I watched it, yeah, she was the champ. What the heck? Yeah, so, I mean, it could be her. That that's why I'm thinking because Trinity's there. You know, they're saying it's a big signing. I know that uh, she had talks with WWE and. I guess she asked for about the same amount as Charlotte, and they're probably gonna be like, "You're, you're crazy," and just you know, whatever, go do what you want to do. Because I, I mean, she's she doesn't cost as much as Charlotte. Let's be honest, she's not that kind of talent. And uh, I've never really been too much of a fan of Sasha. She's had some good storylines, some good. Uh, things going on but right even seeing her in new japan man i i didn't care for any of her work in new japan didn't kerosene lose to her yeah okay yeah. Then i hate her then <laughs> <laughs> i love the way they're building that whole damage control thing though that's awesome see that could be uh one of the things that that wwe will try to do if they do decide Hey, let's let's pay her a little bit more. I would see them probably putting her up against damage control because of Bailey. Oh, she comes and saves yeah. Bailey. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, they have the money. I don't know. I I I wouldn't care to see her back, but I'm, I'm people here, I'm love here to her. make money, not friends. You know. Yeah, I mean? people love her. She's some somewhat of a draw, I guess you could say. 
I don't see her drawing very many people, but... Oh, Riddle did, did get assigned to, right? He's fighting? Oh, uh, Jacob fought too at MLW. Uh, yeah, you good. were telling me about that, I believe. Yeah, so I guess Riddle's out of the question for TNA then. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's why I'm thinking Mercedes Monet. We'll, we'll see. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm definitely going to order hard to kill. Check it out. You know, oh, TNA Zig- brand's Ziggler's, back. Ziggler's the devil on AEW, right? That's what they're saying. Is, is that what they're saying? Uh, I don't no know. No one's even caring, right? No one cares about AEW. Yeah. I'm, I don't, I'm sorry I brought up AEW, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, uh, speaking of AEW and major <laughs> signings, uh, the bidding war of 2024 is upon us, and despite internal beliefs in WWE that AEW champ Maxwell Jacob Friedman quietly resigned with the promotion, was refuted in an interview with uh, Sports Illustrated, where uh, MJF would go on to say, "Quote: When stuff like that gets leaked out, it makes me laugh because I remember something getting leaked about Cody having secretly resigned, and then he showed up." Something got leaked about, you know, CM Punk and Tony Khan. Are they actually fine? You know, like, I think fans leak out things that they want to be true. I love AEW. I want to stay in AEW after this pay-per-view. But after this pay-per-view, it's time to reassess the situation in a professional setting, end quote. Because uh, I guess uh, he's talking about AEW's World World's End, which takes place December 30th, right before his contract is up, which will be January 1st. I think he's staying. I think he's going to stay. He's not going to stay for a while, though. I think this is probably his last time he resigned. Um, he's just too big, dude, of, a, of talent to mm-hmm. stay there. I think he has a lot of potential in you know the, the the e you know just yeah he, he could probably make a lot of movement going to the e and then well and i'm sure he's he's got a lot of uh pull with cody being there and yeah he, that he just, too. he's charismatic he's good on the mic you know he's good ring technical like he just needs better storylines he just needs a better uh, I, I hate to say company because people get all mad about that but Let's be real here. WWE is the bigger company. For they development, are, too. Yeah, and they, they do develop their stars good, very well. You know, they actually sit there and make sure they're TV ready before they go out. They make sure, you know, everything's set up. Yeah, there's some botches here and there. But, I mean, have you watched AEW lately? No, I, no. No, I haven't. <laughs> uh, but, um, I mean... MJF is, has always been one of my favorites since the a, uh, AEW days, MLW days. Um, so I'm hoping he does show up at WWE. I feel like they can develop him further, and he's, he's going to be a huge star someday. Um, yeah, he's got it. He's got everything. Yeah, because, I mean, and with, with, punk again. with AEW or WWE behind you, you're going to make bigger waves. Yeah, he has AEW. And people try to talk about how AEW is a superior product and this and that. But let's be real here. More people watch WWE than AEW. They're, you, you have AEW stars, but they're not really stars. Stars, you know. Star, star. Because they're not names that people know right away. Yeah. When you look towards WWE, there's names people know right away, even if they don't watch. So... 
it, he's if he goes to WWE, I believe he's going to thrive. People were talking about how they're they don't know with the whole PG era how he's going to act. You know, he can't drop f bombs and all that like he does in Dynamite. So and I don't know. I don't think it's, it's going to make any an change. Issue. Yeah, I don't think it's going to change anything. But uh, other things coming in 2024, the USFL and XFL merger. The new league is said to be created, well, might, quote unquote, be created uh, January 20, 2024. So they're advising players to book their doctor's appointments by the end of this year. The league will consist of two conferences, the XFL and the USFL. XFL includes Arlington, DC, San Antonio, <laughs> and St. Louis. Yeah, yeah. The USFL will be Birmingham, Houston, Memphis, and Michigan. Arlington will be the hub for all eight teams, but will be they will be airing uh, each team in their market. Uh, training camp is currently scheduled for February 23rd, 2024. Players will be housed in a player hotel and will be given a $400 weekly stipend for housing. Uh, game day pay is the same for all players at $5,350 per game Whoa. and $2,500 for inactive players. Those on a dissolved uh, XFL team won't be released to sign with the USFL team. Instead, before the 27th, the XFL conference will protect 45 players and release the remainder of the roster who will be considered unprotected players. Each XFL team will then select 10 players max from the dissolved XFL teams in a mini draft. So the San Antonio Brahmas are here to stay. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. You know, this whole, you know, announcement with the merger, I think it's great for, for the players. You know, they get to make a name. They have, they have a chance. Because, you know, at the end of the day, all these players are playing for one thing, right? Mm -hmm. They want to make it to the NFL. So I think this is something that they need to do to showcase their talent. Yeah. And this is perfect. And they're getting paid and they're getting compensated for it. And now they're going to be like a new brand new league now, pretty much, you know, with the merger, which is set to debut in what March 2024. Yeah. So which means, you know, announcement of all eight franchises should be coming relatively soon. Once that happens, the biggest question will be whether this league will have the substantial ability that other alternative football leagues have lacked, which I yeah. feel like I think they are because, you know, football, football's good. People want to watch uh -huh. football. NFL's not on. Exactly. It, let's watch this then. You mm -hmm. know, this is not on. Let's watch the NFL. Like, they're going to help each other. And then I'm just, I, I like to, I want players to succeed. And yeah. I want them to have all revenues of what they could do in order to get to that succession. And this is just amazing, incredible what, what's happening, the merger. Mm -hmm. And it's going to make players want to showcase their talent, try hard as mm -hmm. they can, and then get to that you know the, the the what do you call it? the promised land yeah and there's many who made it to the promised land playing for the xfl and usfl so there's always hope for them to actually get picked up yeah. for from a big team my boy Tur turpin cowboy turpin. yeah exactly he's in it so i mean it, it is a good play i the only thing i'm worried about is the hub being in arlington so that means all the games are going to be played in arlington kind of like the usfl did uh -huh. with uh just being in birmingham so I'm kind of worried about that with uh, people trying to yeah, yeah people trying to go there and attend the games. 
like what's gonna happen with the San Antonio Brahmas? They had one of the biggest fan bases in in the XFL, yeah. And people actually showing up at the Alamo like, Dome. I ain't going all the way, Arlington. Yeah, it's you better pay me two thousand. That's the only thing that worries me about their like financial stability in that aspect is like how much money are you gonna make having the main hub in Arlington? Yeah, really. Maybe they'll maybe they'll change it. But uh, looks like Christmas came a bit early for San Antonio football fans. And on that note, we'll be closing this one out with uh, games to get for the holidays, just in case you aren't done shopping this season. Yeah, I mean, Christmas ain't here just yet. So uh, if you're still on that, you know, shopping list, I know I am, uh, <laughs> to get to get, you know, your loved ones some gifts and, you know, you know that they're gamers, um, you know, right now, if uh you really want to get a good gift right now? They have a the PS5 plus Spider-Man 2 bundle, uh, only at 4.99 at Walmart right now. You you'll save about 60, 70 bucks buying that bundle. You know, PS5. You know, it's it's great. You know, if if it's something that you you know they don't have yet, they've they've been on the PS4, they've yeah. been on the the old gen. You know, this is great for someone that wants to get to that next level, and you want to just. Boom, give them that sale right there. Or even at that, they're not really making games for the 4 anymore like that. Like the Final Fantasy, that's only PS5. Yeah. And, you know, if they're into Final Fantasy, I know that one's on sale as well. Um, I had it pulled oh, up here. Oh, 40% off, right? Yeah, it's 40% off right now. $41 or $41.99 at the PlayStation Store. So that's just the digital version. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sonic Frontiers right now, only 30 bucks. You save them 30 bucks right now on Amazon if you get it right now. I know people love Sonic. And, yep. you know, I, I, it's the latest 3D adventure. So, like, come on, go. Go get it. You know, dude. since I was talking about uh, Final Fantasy, though, I know that uh, Amazon Prime is actually selling it for less, which is the physical copy, and it's $40 on Whoa. Amazon Prime. Better so go if get you that. got Prime, and you know, this is, well, Final Fantasy is like one of the biggest franchise if if uh, whoever's listening doesn't know. Um, so that's always a, a big gift for anybody. Also, Spider-Man 2, if they haven't played it yet that one's still full price though because it just came out uh -huh. but right either now way. and if you're gonna go you know to the other side the xbox side right now the xbox series x it's a it's on sale oh yeah you're gonna save 150 bucks right now at walmart if you go buy it right now and if you buy the s if you don't care you just play digital games you just play you know game pass games it's even cheaper so that's always a good yep. a good get so I would go ahead and just monitor the marketplace. Maybe go on the marketplace on your Xbox or your PS4. Look up the deals right now. Right now, I saw Tales of Vesperia, classic RPG right now. That's usually 40, 50 bucks right now. It's only at five bucks right now. I know Boulder's Gate 3 is a huge uh, get for a lot of people, especially with how they changed up everything on this in this series. Uh, they, they're they selling it, I believe, for 10% off. It's not too much, but I mean, you're still not playing full price. Another one uh, for PlayStation, though, is God of War Ragnarok. It's on sale for $39.89 on the PlayStation Store right Yeah, now. and they just released that free DLC. Exactly. So you'll have a lot more to play with, a lot less to pay. Switching from PS4 to uh, Xbox. Now we're going to go to Nintendo real quick. I do see that they have some deals as far as Nintendo Switch Lite with Animal Crossing Bundle. You're going to save about 80 bucks at Walmart if you buy that right now. Just go check it out. If you if you got a gamer that, you know, is struggling right now, 
you know, he's he's spent all his money on games. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he just needs some help right now. Go help him out. Go buy some games for him, man. Well, if you're going to talk about the Switch, we got to talk about uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Uh, that one. Yeah. That one's on sale as well. It's not too much on sale. They have it on sale at Prime, which is only like eight bucks off or something. But I mean, it's still not full price. So it's always nice to get a, a little deal there. And Tears of the Kingdom is a, a highly sought after game. Uh, also, uh, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Which is, oh, uh, I believe it's $60 on Amazon right now. That's always a good one to go get. Um, is is the Switch games are always about 60 right? Yeah, it, it, they're going to be 60 but, you know, if it's Mario, you know, and it's on sale, well, you, you got to yeah, get it. Yeah, because Mario doesn't go on sale yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, you do they, uh, they know what they're doing. Another thing, though, with the PlayStation Store, they have—you know how they have their uh, end of the year deals and stuff. They're even uh, giving away Resident Evil Four for thirty bucks. So uh, if you get Resident what? Evil Four, say you have a PlayStation Four, what or a five? I'll be right back. I'm gonna go get it. <laughs> uh, if you have like a four, it still works. Uh, the I know they, they're saying the VR mode's gonna be released for the five shortly, so I'm guessing if you ha if you buy it, then you're good and you'll have it. Uh, Mortal Kombat just came out this year and is on sale for $41.99, so that's always a good get too. A lot of deals right now, guys, a lot of deals. And you know, I'm not too much about this next concept, but I gotta just say something about the PCs real quick. Right now, you, you can get it. You can save about 500 bucks on an Alienware right now. Uh, that's usually priced at 2300 You can get one at 1800 at the Dell store. So go check that out if you're interested in it. Um, I, I'm not really too fond about building stuff, so I want stuff already pre-made. Pre <laughs> well, if you wanted stuff already pre-made, I, I probably wouldn't go with Alienware. Ever since they got taken by uh, Dell, they haven't been that great. Oh. But uh, since you're talking oh, about PCs, uh, Insomniac. I don't know if you saw this. They got hacked. They, they, dude. What they get? Who hacked so, them? So a ransomware group hacked them uh, last week, and they told they threatened to sell all the stolen data if Sony didn't pay two million in Bitcoin. So seven days later, uh, 1.3 million files made were made public, including uh, which totaled like a hundred or one. 0.67 terabytes of personal information of employees and uh, upcoming games, including the Wolverine game. Oh, they man. actually have a PC build that is that has been leaked, and uh, of course this isn't this wouldn't be a complete build because they've they have release date. I think it's like 2016 or 2026 or something Dang. like that. So I mean it's gonna be a long time before that game is finished and from what i saw in the videos it kind of looked uh, too similar to uh the spider-man game i didn't like that aspect of it like the way he moved but i'm sure this is just you know a beta version uh nothing you know yeah, I huge heard, i heard it was like it was like god of war kind of look stuff like yeah movement but yeah like the slashing and stuff like that it was exactly that that kind Man, of way well i mean I People are gonna buy it anyway, but what if I was Insomniac? You know, I would have just released the game anyway, like the footage that they stole. Just yeah, hey. you might as well. Uh, that, that sucks. That, that group happened, was man. called uh, Raishida Sidas. I, I don't know. I guess they blackmailed uh, other other companies before, and uh, you know they they even said it was 
they got a they the developers making it too easy like one of their spokesperson told cyber daily quote developers making games like this would be an easy target end quote and then it's also said that they told sony the quote better look in their quote backyard end quote so it kind of sounds like somebody's kind of giving away some things inside inside yeah it seems like an inside job there has been no developments yet but uh there are some games that they they have upcoming that they ended up releasing of course you know the the leak of the x-men game the wolverine game which uh everybody's anticipating but but they also said that they're working on a venom spinoff which is said to be like a another side game kind of like um what's that one called miles morales oh okay 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 and they're also working on a new ratchet and clank clank game along with an x-men game so i guess we'll see the wolverine tap into x-men later later down the road we'll see what happens and we're gonna see anything they're gonna delete everything they're all like gotta start again (laughs) hopefully not uh they did say that uh, Spider-Man 3 is going to be in the works too, and then the new Ratchet and Clank game was slated for 2029, and Spider-Man 3 is aiming for a launch at 2028. That sucks, man. Like They put a lot of work into that stuff, and for it to just get hacked like that. Just... Yeah, a lot of people are downloading it. I would advise you not to. Uh, of course, it's smarter to have a VPN, but a lot of people are getting hit with, like, their internet providers emailing them how they have some some IP that was compromised right. stuff like that yeah, so just, internet's just crazy nowadays don't even go on there unless you have protection yeah so if you do do crazy things do 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 we do if you do crazy things like that just make sure you're protected you have a VPN that way nobody can track uh, what you're doing on the internet but um it's crazy, man. I, I don't know. I, I watched the videos. I haven't watched it all the way through. I watched a lot of the stealth stuff, and yeah. it just looked too similar to Spider-Man to me to be that interested. Well, I guess you get a Final Fantasy then. <laughs> you need to get a PS5 so you can get Final Fantasy. It's coming. The, the viewers will, will know when I get a PS5. <laughs> yeah, right? they will. They'll know. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not going to leave them in the dark. <laughs> But yeah, that's all we have for you folks today on that last uh, little holiday tip. I don't think there's anything else that's really on sale aside from, like you said, the Sonic, all the ones we named. I know that um, they came out with a new Mickey game, which is Disney Illusion Island, which which looks like it could be interesting for, for, you know, your little kids whoever's into mickey still i know my kids started saying they're they hate mickey now so <laughs> i don't know um <laughs> but uh that's all we have for you today folks uh we hope y'all have a great holiday weekend and y'all stay safe yeah thank ho- you for tuning in hope everyone gets to spend time with their loved ones you know cherish these moments it's always good to spend time with everyone that you love take care and thank you for listening